What's up everybody? Welcome back to Ion Motive. This is episode number 32. Ian Kenrick here and I'm so happy to have you here today. As you might have noticed, today I'm going to be talking about developing discipline. And I want to start with this. I was kind of curious as to what the word discipline really meant because I was thinking about it and I was thinking about discipline and how that related to disciple. I was curious what the root word was, what the meaning behind these words, what it, what the what the meaning was. So I looked it up and discipline comes from the word discipulus. It might be discipulus. I'm not really sure. It's Latin, but I think you pronounce it discipulus. And it is the Latin word for pupil. So this also provides the source of the word for disciple. So I personally interpreted, interpreted this as a follower of something good, a consistent follower of something higher. That's just my own interpretation, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. So I wanted to start today's episode off with that. But let's just get right into it. Here's a truth bomb. We're going to start right now. If you do not develop discipline, you will not live the life you want to. Because a lack of discipline is going to destroy any possibility of your dreams or aspirations actually happening. A lack of discipline will lead to a lack of the life you would love to live. Kind of an alliteration there. I'm getting kind of poetic. But my goal, my personal goal, and I'm sure you have the same goal as well, is to look back at the end of your life. I want to look back at the end of my life and realize, you know, this is it. This is what I wanted and it could not have gone any better. I stayed disciplined and I stayed committed to my goals, to my aspirations, and I made it happen. But if we are, if we want to actually do this and we want to successfully do this, then we need to start practicing discipline now. So another great way to think of discipline is respect for yourself. I've seen other people say discipline equals freedom. So what do they mean by that? If you are disciplined and you're able to actually commit and stay consistent with working towards the things you really want, you're having respect for yourself. So I think about it, basic example like this. If you want to get in shape, then staying disciplined is respecting that goal. You're respecting your future self. You're respecting what you actually want out of life. That's a perfect example. Discipline equals freedom. If you stay disciplined with whatever whatever area you're currently working on, then eventually you might have your freedom. So I'm thinking if you're staying disciplined with your money, then eventually you might have financial freedom. Those are just basic examples, but I think they explain this concept pretty clearly. So with this, I wanted to first outline discipline. For today's episode, I want to outline two different types of discipline. And then I'm going to provide some key insights like I normally do Normally do once I'm done explaining these, these different concepts. So let's just get right into it. So the very first type of discipline that I want to talk about today, the first of the two is the discipline to keep moving forward. And I've said this in a couple of episodes. I've really been trying to touch on it lately because I've just been seeing more and more about it. But you do not necessarily need motivation for your goals. You need discipline. And I think now we praise this idea of motivation because it feels really good in the moment. But 
it does not last, right? Anybody can stay motivated for a day, for a week, for a month, but anytime longer than that, it gets really, really difficult to stay motivated. For long-term growth, you need discipline. So I think about it like compound investing. You might not make huge gains in the short term. When you're just starting on something, it's going to be difficult to see the huge results you might want. But it's like compound investing, right? If you keep playing the game, if you stay consistent with your efforts, eventually the results are start are going to start picking up and they're going to pick up rather quickly. Now, if we're just playing the short motivated game, that might be fun, right? But we're not going to see those long-term results. We're going to have fun in the short term, but we're not going to see our our true self, our actual goals realized. So you need discipline in order for that to happen. I think this is a bit extreme, but I actually saw somebody wearing a t-shirt at a gym and the t-shirt said, motivation is for cowards. Now, I think that's a bit extreme, but it's kind of an interesting, interesting point. So, you know, if I drink a bang energy drink and I go watch gladiator motivational videos, I'm going to feel like I can run through a wall, right? I'm going to feel like I can do anything. But the problem is, again, those intense feelings cannot last. So I think about motivation like the honeymoon phase of a relationship. Now, obviously, I have not been married, but I've heard enough from people who are, I've read enough books to know that that intense feeling, those those passionate emotions cannot last forever, right? Because eventually problems arise, eventually difficulties arise, and in order to keep the relationship successful, you need to persevere and keep going. You need discipline, you need commitment, you need consistent effort. And it's the same thing with your goals. You have to get out of this this motivational mindset. You have to just stay committed in the long term. It's it's going to be very difficult at times. Even if it feels good when you start, difficulties will arise and you're going to have to address those and keep moving forward if you do want to reach your end goal. I think the great part about this is once you develop a certain level of discipline in a given field, it starts to become easier. So for a personal example, I really no longer think about going to the gym as a challenge. And I don't mean that to brag by any means, because there are tons of other areas that I currently lack discipline that I know I need to work on. But when it comes to something like the gym, I don't think about it as a challenge. It's not difficult for me to get myself to the gym. At times it was, it it has been, and I don't doubt that it will become an issue at some point in the future. My point is, when you stay consistent with something long enough, eventually the process is going to become habitual where you won't even think about it. It's going to be much easier for you. Now it's at the point where I look forward to going to the gym. It's a challenge. I I know what my goals are. I know what I want to try to reach. I know what weights I want to lift. And now that process is it's awesome. It's honestly one of the highlights of my day, just going to the gym. I, I love it so much. So understand that that is a possibility as well. If you stay consistent with what you're working on, eventually you might start to really enjoy it. I think there just comes a point where a light kind of turns on, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but where it no longer feels like a struggle I don't want to say that. I feel the struggle becomes enjoyable and I'll leave it at that and I'll come back to that a little later on.
So the discipline to start moving forward was the first aspect that I wanted to talk about. And you might have guessed it, but the second area of discipline that I want to talk about is the discipline to stop moving backwards. Imagine you're playing tug of war with yourself. On one side of the rope, you have all of your bad habits that are trying to pull you backwards. And on the other side of the rope, you have all of your good habits that are trying to pull you forwards. The problem is, if both sides are pulling, you're not going to go anywhere. In order for one of the sides to win, the other one has to give up. The other side has to give in. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you want to rid yourself of your bad habits and you want the good habits to win. You want those ones to take over. But that is much easier said than done. I think building good habits, personally, you might disagree, building good habits is easier than ridding ourselves of bad ones. I think ridding ourselves of bad habits takes quite a bit more discipline. Now, you might completely disagree and that's okay, but that's what I think. And I think the reason for this is because it's it's very, very uncomfortable. There are a number of situations. I'm not going to get into every single one. But just think about your life for a second. Think about what you want to become. Think about that vision that I talked about last time, right? You have this end goal in mind. And now I want you to think about what habits are holding you back from reaching that goal. I do this pretty often with myself. I try to address my own flaws. I try to address my own bad habits because I know that if I really want to reach my end goal, I need to I need to rid myself of these behaviors. Another metaphor that I've heard is creating a sculpture. So imagine you're trying to create a sculpture of a man or a woman. Maybe it's yourself. Just imagine Someone is trying to sculpt you, and it's just this rock that they have to make a sculpture of. Now, they don't necessarily have to add anything to the sculpture. They just have to take away all the excess rock, right? You just have to chip away all of your bad habits. You just have to chip away and take away all of the excess negative behaviors, and that is very, very painful to do. But again, if you want to reach your end goal, you're going to have to do so. So for another personal example, and I think everybody has dealt with this at one point or another in their life, your your friend group changes. They're, for whatever reason, your friend group might shrink. You might stop hanging out with people that you used to hang out with all the time. So I, I personally remember that, you know, there were... There was a group that I knew I wanted to hang out that was going to push me to be a better person. I knew this group was going in the right direction. And I knew that there were some other people who didn't have that same mindset at that moment. Not that they were doing anything bad, but they just had different different ideas. They wanted to do different things at that point in time. And I didn't want to do those things. So unfortunately, you know, I stopped hanging out with those people. And I'm sure most people listening to this can relate to that. That's painful because those are people you care about. Those are people you love. But unfortunately, that's a part of it. If you're trying to get to something higher, you have to often take away something that's lower. And that's really all I wanted to talk about. But I don't want to go into super, super hardcore detail because I think with some reflection, you're able to 
think about those bad habits that you might have to address those those behaviors that are holding that you back those those negative thoughts maybe it's just mental you know there are a million things so i don't want to go too into detail i think that's something that you can address within your own life so just to wrap up what i've talked about so far there are two di- two types of discipline the discipline to move forward and the discipline to stop moving backward so now i'm going to provide you with some key insights that will help you build some discipline. The first of the key insights that I want to talk about is that there is no shame in starting small. I've got a Jordan Peterson quote here that I absolutely love, and I'm paraphrasing, but he essentially says that in order to be a master, you first have to be a fool. So I've got a funny story to to prove this point. Um, So this was back in the eighth grade, and when we were in eighth grade, some of the athletes would walk over to the high school to start working out. We just wanted to get ahead of the game, so we were walking over and trying to work out with the football team. And I think this was one of my first days. It might have been my very first day. But I'm doing a workout with some guys, and it's this core workout where you lay flat on your back, and you do kind of butterfly kicks or something, and a person tosses you a medicine ball at the same time, and you're supposed to catch it while doing these butterfly kicks and throw it back to them. Well, I was the one on the ground, supposed the one who was supposed to catch the medicine ball. I didn't realize how heavy an APAL medicine ball was when a person throws it at you. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm hot stuff over here doing these workouts with these older guys, thinking I'm getting ahead of the game. And on the very first throw, the medicine ball goes straight through my hands and hits me square in the face. And then I hit my head on the floor. Now, getting hit with an eight pound ball in the face and then hitting your head right after is a horrible feeling. And I remember just being so embarrassed. First of all, it really, really hurt. It did not feel good at all. But second of all, you know, it's one of my first days here and I just let this medicine ball drop onto my face. That's not, that's not a great way to look. But I had the discipline to keep moving forward, and now I've seen a lot of my goals. I've I've reached a lot of my goals, but had I just given up at that time, had I just, you know, relied on the motivation to get there, I probably would not have gone, but I realized, okay, this is going to be a process. I'm going to look dumb doing some things, but eventually I'll reach my goals. I just have to stay consistent with with working out. And that's all it takes. I'm not calling myself a master, but you know, you have to be willing to to look silly at times. You have to be willing to fail in order to to reach your end goal. And when you're just starting off, when you're just trying to build a new habit, you're going to do that often and there's no problem with that. I mean, I dropped a medicine ball on my face. My first podcast, I talked about how uncomfortable I was doing it. I'm still uncomfortable at times when I'm just talking into a microphone, but it's getting easier and it's become more habitual. You know, you have to get through that point. You have to be willing to look foolish. You have to be willing to fail and eventually it will pay off. It will get easier. If you want to become a master, you have to get through those tough times at first. With this idea of starting small, I want to remind you that small consistencies will make for big gains down the road. No matter what it is you want to do, create a pattern. Even if it is almost the bare minimum of what you can do, 
start small. There is no problem with that. If you want to start doing something, if you do it once a week, if you do it for 10 minutes a day, just just focus on that. Do that until it becomes habitual. And eventually, I firmly believe this, this is kind of my second insight, you will reach a turning point. So this is where you realize that your dream is actually possible and you see the finish line. So I've had this happen to me a number of times where I'm working on something. I had this idea in my head. Again, it's not very clear, but I work on it long enough and then I get to a point where I realize, oh my gosh, I can actually do this. Like this can actually, this can actually happen. And I think once you get to this point, it becomes way easier. The discipline becomes much more natural. The habits become automatic. So one of these goals that I have for myself is to bench 315 pounds. I want to bench 315 pounds just once. And, you know, I remember saying something like that in high school. Like it sounded like a good idea. And I knew it was something that I wanted to work towards eventually. But at the time I couldn't bench 225 so I really wasn't in, it really wasn't in my mind all that much. But now, as I've been doing more weight, as I've reached certain milestones, I realize, oh my gosh, no, 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 this can actually happen. And now, now I'm way more motivated. I'm way more excited. I don't think about going to the gym anymore because this goal is so crystal clear it's, it's not a challenge for me. It's an, it's an opportunity. That's, that's really what it's all about. Eventually you'll get to this point where it's not so much of a struggle in a negative way, but it's a struggle in a good way. It's something you want to embrace. It's something you really want to, to achieve. And it's hard to get to that point, but if you stay disciplined, eventually you will reach it. I, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm, I'm pretty positive this is the case. It's happened a number of times for me. If you stay disciplined, eventually you will get to the point where you really, really believe it's possible. And then, like I said, it becomes easier. The discipline becomes more natural. The habits become more automatic. And, you know, the rest is history after that. I do want to acknowledge, though, that it does take a lot to get to this point. So, I mean, for example, I just started working out in eighth grade. And I'm just in, you know, the last year or so, pretty recently realizing that this goal of 315 is a possibility. So what year was it when I was in eighth grade? I don't know if that's like seven or eight years or six or seven years, but it's a long time before I now believe that this goal is, is going to happen. It eventually will happen. So you have to trust in something. You've got to believe even before you actually believe. So I don't know if you gotta, if you gotta trust in God, right? That's, that's what I do. If you just need to trust that, you know, the principles of the process are true, that hard work pays off, that consistency pays off. You've got to believe in something. You need to trust in something. You don't, the possibilities are endless, but Find something that kind of holds you down, that keeps you firm, and 
That will help you along your journey when things get difficult, when the discipline doesn't come easy, when you're really, really struggling. When you have that in the back of your mind, I think that will also help you keep moving forward. I've got one more key insight I want to talk about, and it's it's a big problem. So I just want to provide you with a warning. Do not allow yourself to fall into a satisfaction or an I deserve it mindset. So when I say a satisfaction mindset, I'm talking about about this. I think when you reach a point, it's easy to become content. So much so that you lose all the habits or all the progress that you've worked so hard to achieve. And there's also the I deserve it mindset where you feel like you've worked hard enough and that you deserve something now even though that something is less than what you actually want. So I'll talk about that deserve it mindset really quickly. You deserve what you really want, not what you kind of want in the moment. So I used to listen to a lot of financial podcasts. I don't do so do that so much now anymore, but that's a huge issue for people. So let's say there is a couple who wants to buy their dream house. And unfortunately, it's going to take a lot of money to get to that point. So that goal is not going to happen for a number of years. But they're making good progress on their goal, right? Let's say they're two years in and they've got half the mo- half the amount of money they need. They might get that deserved mindset where let's say they've raised $300,000 or whatever it is. I'm just making up completely hypothetical numbers and they need $600,000 to get their house. Now, having $300,000 they might feel like, wow, you know, we've been working so hard. I think we should go buy a brand new Lamborghini with this money. So they go out, they buy the Lambo, and now they're back at the starting point. They settled for something in the moment and they gave up on achieving their actual goal, the thing they really cared about. So be wary that that's a possibility. It's a very easy mindset to slip into. So I've I've realized it in my own life where I start making some more money and I'm not much of a spender, but I become more susceptible to spending money on things that I don't necessarily care about. I think, oh yeah, you know, I've got the money. And then, you know, after I buy it a day or two later, I realize, huh, you know, I probably didn't need to spend that money and I really wish I hadn't. I could have used it for a bigger goal down the road. Now, obviously, these are both kind of silly examples. I know the whole mortgage thing doesn't necessarily work like that, but you get my point. It's easy to give into this mindset, so I just wanted to let you know about that. Be wary of it. Stay committed to what it is you actually want. This kind of ties into what I wanted to talk about with the satisfied mindset. It's also important that you reward yourself along the way. But you also need to have the end goal in mind. You know, life is meant to be enjoyed. And if you just only pursue the end goal and never reward yourself, it's probably going to be a pretty miserable process. So set it up in a way that you have certain milestones. And when you reach those, you reward yourself, right? Don't just make the journey hell. Enjoy it. 
There's no problem with that. You know, be smart, keep the end goal in mind, but also reward yourself, enjoy the process. So, you know, I've got these goals in mind that I want to reach, these large goals that I know are probably not going to happen for a number of years. So when I reach a certain point, when I reach a certain milestone, yeah, I'll splurge. Maybe it's spending money. No matter what it is, I'll do something and I think that I think that reinforces the discipline. That makes me want to stay even more committed because when I recognize a certain milestone, I see, okay, I made it this far. I'm getting closer. I'm not at I'm not at the start anymore. Still got a long ways to go, but I've made a good amount of progress. And that again reinforces the discipline, makes you feel good, makes you want to to keep going. So I think that's really important as well. Other than that, you know, that's really all I have for this episode. I think it was a little bit longer. I don't know. It's kind of hard to get them to the 30-minute range. I know that's what I said I want to do, but it's a it's a bit of a challenge. So we'll see. Again, I've been trying to get these episodes out on a weekly basis, and I know I haven't really been doing so. I've just been behind with work and um, some other things that I'm trying to to work on at the moment. So, you know, again, I'll do my best. But we'll see what happens. I, yeah, that's all I really got for today's episode. So I'm not going to ramble. I'm going to cut it off. You know how it ends. I'll see you next time on episode 33 of Ion Motive. Until then, remember the Ion Motive. Take charge of your being. Bye.